0: Welcome to the North Witch Podcast with your hosts Azariel Flame and Sandra von holland In this podcast we explore all the things that can help us to be better and improve our lives in body, mind, and spirit. Looking at everything from witchcraft, sorcery, woo-woo, spirituality, biohacking, the mundane, and everything in between. We occasionally have on guests from various backgrounds, practices, and philosophies. We welcome everyone from all walks of life, from the left-hand path to the right-hand path, from the medical to the holistic, from the woo woo-woo to the scientific and everything in between. We have conversations and discussions about our experiences over the years, what works for us, what hasn't worked, and explore new theories and science, trying them out, seeing what works and debunking what doesn't. Thank you for joining us on this wicked adventure along the crooked path as we adventure into the mysterious and wonderful world and welcome what truly works for us to become better witches, sorcerers, magicians, and our best selves, so that we can live our best lives. May these conversations help you to ignite the light within. The views expressed by our guests on this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views of us here at Northwich Magic Co. All of the information shared on this podcast is anecdotal and shared for entertainment purposes only, and does not constitute medical or financial advice. Always consult a doctor, physician, or professional in their field before trying any of the things that may be discussed on this channel. Magic and holistic healing should work alongside allopathic care when necessary. Hi everybody and welcome back to another exciting episode of the North Witch Podcast. On today's show we have Amon Berry who is a paranormal investigator and a practitioner of medical qigong and how's it going today?
1: it's going great it's really happy i'm really happy to be on here with y'all and dive into some of these topics that i think are super relevant in our time today
2: yeah for so sure exciting can't wait to hear what you have to tell us
1: okay to I, was, walk I, was us gonna, through. I was gonna let you guys set the pace with questions but if you want i did have a semi lecture prepared so however you well, want once it.
2: you had that once you said that i thought well let's
1: just go with that because that's uh that's okay. exciting all right, so do you want me to get through my spiel and then y'all can ask questions at the end of it? Sure, yes, that sounds great. Sounds great. Okay, I'm going to try to screen share here real quick. Okay, uh, I think that's working. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to pull up some photos for everyone to take a look at uh, here and, we, and then we're going to discuss what these are and what they mean. So we, we have multiple different styles of phenomena in various stages of manifestation. Um, okay, let's see if I can't make this one bigger. Uh, not really. Okay, so here we're going to start with uh, classic orb phenomena. So traditionally, and this, uh, I think this comes from the book, The Ghost Hunter's Handbook, but I'm I'm not sure, but uh, this comes from, I'll, I'll be able to get back with anyone, email me at cfoolmundberry at gmail.com. And, and later on, I'll be able to provide the actual reference for this. But the research I wanna talk about first is the nature of the paranormal and how photographs like these that were caught on digital photography indicate a couple things. Number one, these entities seem to exist in the infrared spectrum. If we If we look, at the visible light spectrum, we can only see say between here and here. These entities seem to exist somewhere down here, which is part of the reason uh, these f- uh, photographic cameras can, uh, can catch this kind of stuff. Another thing is that this phenomena seems to be electromagnetic in nature, indicating that when, when the phenomena materializes into our realm, it does so in a three phase pattern. First, the first thing you'll see are what we see here, orbs. And that's, uh, I think that has to do somewhat with sacred geometry and just the nature of the dimensional planes blending. But here we have multiple different styles of orbs taken at different locations. If we look closely, you can see that there's actually some detail here. Uh, Let's get a little bit closer. Uh, That's too close, okay. Yeah, here we can see that there's some distinction in detail. These are after the orbs are seen. We have uh, I suspect this to be a human spirit orb. This uh, this pink one here definitely was because when I was in the cemetery, the being materialized and showed herself and introduced herself as Bethany. As I was getting her to cross over, I snapped a couple photos and I call this one, uh, this pink one, the Bethany orb here. We have, uh, this is me at the side of a lake. Uh, can <clears throat> I even talk? <clears throat> Sorry. Um, here we can see in this blackness, this reddish orange orb rising out of the lake. That's a fire under me. I was doing what's called a puja or a ceremony of uh, to bless the land. At this location, uh, there were many reported uh, car accidents and people were reporting that there were shadows running through the trees and apparitions that were actually causing people to steer off the road into this lake. So I, I me and my team did a ceremony at this lake and this orb is what we caught coming out of it. This orb later materialized into this full body apparition. You can see it touching my hand and I'm tracing the outline of the head down the shoulders. This, this, uh, apparition appeared in the water due to some i'm just i mean that shit i'm i'm on a magical podcast we use magic um <laughs> uh, i usually have to code this in science but no we straight up i straight up had the help of one of my shaman friends and we did some spell work and magic and we got these materializations and that's another thing people don't really see in the paranormal that like mystical practice and magical workings can actually enhance the field in such a way that can make these phenomena more likely um so so that's those apparitions okay so i have to give a semi i don't want to say like trigger warning but like if you're not in the best state right now maybe don't watch this next part because i'm going to be talking and showing evidence of predatory negative inorganic beings colloquially known as demonic diabolical dark force entities this next section is gonna get a little darker, but it is super relevant to what we're discussing. And it needs to be part of our holistic ecosystem. Like we need to, like, if there are sharks in the water, we need to know about it, you know? Right. Living in ignorance of sharks in the water doesn't make there any less sharks in the water. So that being said, uh, warning aside, we're gonna be looking at some dark force entities. So we've seen, we're going to come back to this red orb later uh, in, a, in another section. Here we have dark force entities. They're, uh, these are all from different locations, all from my cases. You see they take the form of shadows. They've been seen as two to three-dimensional shadows that streak across the, the room. Here I, we were fortunate enough to catch them as they were moving from different locations all across the country. Oftentimes with dark force entity phenomena we will also have UFO phenomena, as we see from this case in Russia here. I apologize, I must be losing my voice from work. Um, But that being said, uh, we we can see that they're vaguely humanoid in shape, but they're distinctly not. You can see this uh, arch to the side. This was taken in Iowa. This was taken in Colorado Springs. This was taken in Oklahoma. All these are my captures. All these are cases that I personally work. Nothing that you'll see in this presentation is something I have not had direct involvement with. So like, I'm not stealing anyone's evidence. This is all mine and my team's. Okay, so now, now that we see them in their static form, I'd like to show everyone in their mobile form. I've been fortunate enough to, cap- to come across some very interesting stuff.
3: Phenomena, shadow mass in a corner of the wall that grows. Yeah. jerky off the wall. See it and grow. That's not normally there. I believe you.
1: This is one of our clients. This is the Russia case. I'm not going to say your name. Yeah. Oh. Now, watch. It's going to get interesting.
3: Damn, that's sexy.
1: Sorry. This was live case footage. Sorry.
3: That is a very good phenomenon. Not good for it to happen,
1: but documentation. So you can see the dark shadow form was of the same consistency as these entities. Here, I actually have a better example of this. That was, that was, the, that was the first example. Here, this I'm going to this case next week with my team. Uh, we're going out, I can't say where we're going, but uh, check this out. Behind the mirror, shadow mask actively moving. Wait for it. Wait for it. Uh, I see now that it wasn't super clear. It's only 17 seconds, so I'm going to show it again so you can see it here. It's a little bit more clear this way. You can see it's the same thing. It's the same thing as these shadows here, but it's actively moving. I'm going to this house to try to document and banish this thing soon. What watch how it moves almost octopus-like. Yeah, that little inky blot. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, that, so that, that is the shadow mass in its moving form. One thing you'll notice is with dark force entities, I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit about them. So I should, dark force entities gen, generally, and I got to credit this, um, people say, like, say what you will about Ed Lorraine Warren. The template they came up with for entity manifestation is solid science. Like you can have whatever personal opinions you want about them. But over 15 years, I've seen that these things move through a pattern. Uh, they infest they oppress and they possess and they do that with the goal of slowly breaking down human rapport so that they can use the human body as a host these things are parasitical in nature and should be seen as such uh the phenomena they will do uh generally corresponds with the level of stage they're in and as an investigator it's your responsibility to knock the stages back so one thing they'll commonly do is knock. They'll do knocking phenomena. Uh, here, I have some examples of that. <coughs> so this was I was featured on uh, Travel Channel Paranormal Caught on Camera, season three, episode seven. So I think it's only fair that I that they let me use this because I it's literally my case. So the door was not rattling on its own. Nothing.
3: At least. No living thing, but then more rattling and knocking coming from the next room, this time from a small cobblast Yeah, I was too scared at that point. I was trying to open up the canopy, being all alone. And that started knocking at the door. By just because better keep teasing it more, the rattling eventually stops. James and Randy are completely freaked out
1: They were. They were. Uh, did I lose you, Ezreal?
2: Uh-huh. Oh, he had to blow his nose.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> his allergies
2: cool. are out of control.
1: <laughs> okay, cool. Well, this next one's oh, uh, really interesting. Uh, so like, like I was saying before. Like this is probably the most important one that if, I, I hesitated making this public, but I think, I think if we hide from science, we never, we never grow. Um, and if we hide from certain unpleasant realities, like we're, that we're never gonna push the envelope of this, of this research. So that being said, what you're about to hear next is some electronic voice phenomena caught from a dark force entity in an undisclosed location in Connecticut, when it actually was able to manipulate a landline telephone. And I was able to record the manipulation of this landline telephone. And everything that you're about to hear next, some of it is gonna be quite unpleasant. It's a little bit longer of a clip. Bear with me till the end, it'll be worth it at the end. I I stacked it from least to most interesting. Y'all are gonna hear a demon talk. So just like do whatever protection rituals or mental imagery you need to. But this is some real stuff coming up. That's tapping. He's tapping on the wall.
3: Under the cacophony. We'll wait for it.
1: So here, I, I should talk about this part. We're hearing a baby cry. Why would they do that? Uh, unless they were predators in nature, they're trying to weaken our defenses and get and get in touch with our paternal instincts. That's why in haunted houses, they'll often hear babies crying in the other room. It's it's a freaking ploy designed to to open us wide open for the BS. Never buy it. If you if you ever hear this, never believe it.
3: It's to the talk.
1: These tones are interesting. I haven't quite figured out what these tones mean yet, but wait for it. haven't quite figured this bit out yet. I I don't know what it was doing here. But it's going to talk in a minute. Like, really talk. Okay, so here, let's let's not get too caught up in like, that was weird, that was scary. That's not the paradigm we want to look in. This should be seen almost like a zoological study in the phenomena of a type of being. I don't want anyone out there who watched this to take away like, I need to be scared. No, just know that sharks are in the water. Know what they do so you can avoid them. And I'm going to actually teach everyone here one simple way to protect themselves at the end of this so that they don't have to deal with this. because. This doesn't happen in a vacuum. There are many things that have to happen before we get to this point. So I don't want anyone to think like you're gonna go home and just one of these things is gonna be in your house. That's not how this works. You have to invite it or it has to be there first. There's a whole complex study, which I do give uh, online classes. So email me if you're interested in that. So we're we're gonna move away from the dark stuff into the more interesting stuff now. Okay. Uh, uh, So, okay, I guess I have to get through this first. Uh, so here is uh, Colorado Springs. Here we have another shadow mass. Here, if you look closely in this car, this I suspect that this shadow mass right here was involved in this car crash. Here, this is all the same client, and this was how it got there. Um, they they found this uh, this box filled with ritual and occult objects and decided to open it and mess with it, and this is what you get. Um, I, I shouldn't. <laughs> sound like that, but, uh, <laughs> it is though. Um, okay. So this is where I'm going. I just shouldn't say where it is, but I already did. Uh, okay. Um, I I'm calling this case ghost cat and ghost cat is freaking fascinating. Um, it is the first confirmed case of true physical mediumship I've seen with ectoplasm that I don't, I don't think stuff like this has been reported since last century. Um, but, uh, I'm going to be having more videos coming out shortly on the more details of it, but uh, yeah, this is uh, more cryptozoological in nature. Like, we don't really know what's going on. There's some Dark Force entity elements, some not. <clears throat> that being said, uh, let's just look at this real quick. So here, we have the same orb caught twice. So the this orb here... Was caught at nighttime. This orb here was caught at daytime. This was on two different investigations of the same cemetery. So here, this is Bayview Cemetery in uh, Washington. Here we have some photographic anomalies. I don't know what the hell this is, um, but here we have this orb caught at night. Same orb caught during the daytime. With the c- and in the same week, we see this flash taken over the cemetery. Of the same color of the orb. So uh, this is one of my open cases. I haven't quite figured out. It's a weird place. I would say it's. I would say it might even be on par with Skinwalker Ranch with some of the phenomena that I've seen. But I don't want to get a flood of people going there, so don't go there. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I guess we could stop sharing and go. And oh, one more thing I wanted to uh, discuss on. So I have. There's a really powerful non uh non-traditionally like non-religious it can, it can be applied to any path working like i don't care if you practice the devil's witchcraft or christian mysticism like it can be applied across the board because this is at the end of the day it's about frequency and vibration however you personally get there is your business but there there's a method that i know that i want to share with everyone right now that's very simple and i and if you feel yourself <coughs> sorry been talking a lot the last couple days (laughs) no worries yeah if you if you find yourself oppressed by unseen paranormal forces i want you to close your eyes take your attention away from that place your hand on your heart and bring to mind a moment of true gratitude true joy everyone's had at least one moment like that in, in their life for me it was when i was under the eiffel tower in paris and when you have that visualize your body surrounded with the brightest light you can imagine. I did security in Vegas and they had these bright strobe lights in Vegas. So that's what I picture or bright LED headlights. But to the best of your ability, visualize yourself surrounded with the brightest, most intense halo of white light you can imagine surrounding and protecting your whole body. And then we're gonna breathe that light in three to 10 times. In this instance, we're gonna do three. So let's breathe that light in three times. Breathing that light into your cells, then rub your palms together to generate friction and in your mind's eye, strongly visualize that light condensing into a ball of energy in the palms, between the palms of your hands and then project it with strong emotion at any paranormal force and say, be gone. Like actually put some emotional content into it. There has to be emotion behind it for the thought form to take. But that's the basic banishment protocol that I teach to all my students. And if you find yourself, it, sometimes it might take a couple reps. So just keep doing it until the phenomena stops. Keep doing it, whatever type of phenomena you're experiencing. Uh, so that's that's my little spiel, top to bottom, of what paranormal is. I teach classes on it. But also what I should say is all of that is a section of an ancient Chinese science called medical qigong. That's All of that falls onto clearing unseen negative influences, which is... Only, which is the third part of a two part of a three part section in medical Qigong, the goal is to reduce physical pain, release emotional trauma and clear unseen negative influences. So my primary practice is medical Qigong, but it fits in really well with the paranormal almost too well, like in some, in some instances. So when I'm approaching a paranormal situation, I'm doing it through the eyes of a healer. I'm trying to find healing from the, for the disembodied being, for the family, for the land, you know. So it's just, I guess all of this comes down to shifting your personal paradigm and shifting your understanding of ecosystem as to how all these things correlate and relate to known science as well as ancient magical science of whatever tradi- traditional or non-traditional path working you find yourself. So I guess that's all I have to say on that, probably... Uh, i was just riffing but yeah any questions
2: (laughs) i do yeah um so with that with being paranormal when is it how do i say it when do people call you that they need your help or and how do you know the difference in unwanted spirits and those of us that have spirits around us all the time, where do you? Where is the
1: difference in Very that? Good. Wonderful question. Okay, so to answer the first bit, when they when they call me, usually when it's real bad. Um, like I specialize in the darker stuff. I specialize in uh, dislodging the attachment once the rapport has taken place. So my my specialty, and I'm trained as a shamanic exorcist as well. Um, so my specialty kind of falls into that area. So what I do is I work with a whole network of teams all across the country. And when they get out of their depth, they, 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 I don't want to say it like that. I didn't, I didn't mean it like that guys. Um, when, when they find a situation that maybe they could use some support with, they, uh, they
2: call they, in some backup.
1: Yeah. They call in some backup. Um, and as far as how do you know the difference? Well, a couple parts to that, like, y- if the phenomena is meant to provoke fear, then, then that is probably something to be addressed. So it all comes down to motive of communication because you're right. There are hundred spirits in this room in different dimensions right now. Like, like absolutely, that, that's, that's fundamentally true. But when they manifest, and if it's a human spirit, they're gonna manifest, deliver a message of some kind because usually human spirit's goal is communication. And then they're gonna dissipate. And usually they don't lift things more than five pounds. If it's a dark force entity, they might try to pretend to do that, but there's always going to be like an element of fear. So I guess my my answer to that would be, the difference is subjective when it becomes when it becomes an issue for you, right? And that's different for every. I used to set my old house up like a like as a beacon to attract unwanted spirits, like uh, because well because I wanted to learn. Um, (laughs) But once I once I got a fiance that that stopped real quick um yeah yeah so yeah the, does that does that help like it's a subjective experience like if the phenomena is troubling to you that's when you should look for resources but if you're having a fine experience there's no reason to add fear to that equation
2: right and don't you find that people who experience spirits and such at first it depends on where they are on their journey on whether it brings fear or yeah. comforting or just what the heck
1: so there's actually a book that talks about that right here the yoga of ghost hunting it's in the lineage oh. of yogananda and it talks about the spirit like ghost hunting as a spiritual tradition um like when when you go on a ghost hunt you're facing death you're facing the unknown you're facing the shadow and eventually you face your own shadow and the reason that yeah i'm, I'm just paraphrasing the book but like paranormal investigating and pushing the envelope investigating unseen influences can be a spiritual practice in and of to itself. If you allow it to certainly has been for me in kind of a roundabout way. Um, but yeah, it largely depends on where you're at and where you're at largely depends like what you're going to attract. You attract that, which is in vibrational rapport with you. So like if, if you're in a negative state and you open those doors, you're probably going to get something similar.
2: Oh, very good. interesting Mm
1: -hmm.
2: so matching energies
1: right right rapport it all and when you're talking about medical qigong like it's all rapport but that's a different concept
2: and so do you find yourself looking out for more negative more scary more Mm -hmm. is that more where you head to or do you enjoy people that have friendly spirits about like where do you are you more attracted to the? Let's
1: get rid of the. Are, the we, dark are, are side? we talking on a personal or professional level?
2: Um. Well, don't they kind of intertwine? Well, well as a
1: professional, <laughs> as a professional, I don't turn people away. So, um, if someone approaches me with any sort of haunting experience or or paranormal paranormal uh, symptom, I, I'm more than willing to have a discussion because because I know that in their experience, it's beyond the normal for them. So I don't want to invalidate that experience. That's my professional answer. On a yeah. personal level, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I'm drawn to the bad stuff.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's find what's what spookiness we can find out there.
1: No, no, uh, it's it's not it's not coming from that place for me. No, nope. it's not coming from it's not coming from that place for me. Um, I'm not looking to find spookiness. I'm looking to remove pain from people's lives uh, these people these people live lives of, of like quiet desperation they're tortured and they're, they're literally tortured like and when I say tortured I mean tortured in their house and they can't call the cops and they're being victimized in some cases sexually and they and, but and they can't get it to stop some in some cases for over 10 years so like I'm not out there thrill seeking these are my these are my people. i'm I'm coming from a different place about it yeah
2: that's interesting because if you Uh for our listeners if you don't know you don't know
1: no yeah yeah yeah. right but uh yeah these like this is a mercy mission Uh, even for the even for the spirits like negative paranormal phenomena is an aberration in the natural flow of order if we go to taoism it's a kink it's like stuck chi you know And if you look at this from a shamanistic perspective, balance needs to be brought to the situation. So like I, nowadays I I don't really care that much about evidence, only as far as it goes to convince people that there's some validity to what I'm talking about. But beyond that, it's about the people that are hurting and suffering that I have the ability to impact.
2: That's very good. I like it. That's powerful, really.
1: Just do your thing and don't really worry, right? Yeah. Like uh, I'm never going to make a living off of this. I tried, I tried in my twenties and like, this is all a passion project. You know, Mm -hmm. I I make a little bit of money on the medical Qigong, but you know, this is not, this has never been about money for me. And, And just so everyone out here knows I do not charge for paranormal services under any circumstances and neither does anyone on my team. If we have to travel though, we do ask for some sort of something to be worked out because Y'all know, y'all know gas prices nowadays. So right, yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, that's I'm driving. I'm driving from Seattle to Ohio next week, so I'm about to take a hit, but uh, it's worth it for the for the research and for helping this person. So, so yeah, uh, we. So in my organization, we don't charge if you're experiencing any paranormal. Uh, events of any kind feel free to email me at amonberry at gmail.com s-i-f-u-a-m-a-n-b-e-r-r-y at gmail I'll be more than happy to get back with you and if it's a genuine problem I am not going to price gouge you and I have no financial interest at all very cool
0: So then now with you doing all of this research and all of these cases and whatever, have you kind of started to notice correlations for, you know, like what kind of creates the perfect storm, so to speak, for what causes these Extra negative phenomenon to happen, you know. Like uh, here in Canada, we have a lot of areas where there are old native burial grounds that have been disturbed, things like that. And I've dealt with a lot of things in those areas myself. And I've kind of found that, you know, once the restless dead are, are, or forgotten dead have been kicked back up, that's when you really start to see phenomenon in our area. So, what are you finding that is kind of like, you know, the the recipe for disaster, so to speak?
1: Okay, hey, really good question. So. Like like anything, it all comes down to rapport. Everything in existence has an aura. Like whether or not it's our bioenergetic field, whether it's measurable or whether it is like the morphogenic field of the land itself. Oftentimes, one interesting factor is like what you're talking about with areas of like Corrupted land, you'll often find large amounts of quartz crystal in that land because quartz crystal has the ability, this is even proven in computers, like quartz crystal transmutes and conducts energy, and electricity, so you'll often find in these areas of ultra negative phenomena, you'll find a high degree of quartz in the land. Another, another thing around that is sometimes these things are tied to the lunar cycle, sometimes they wax and wane with the, the moon's magnetic field on the earth, but if we want to cut to the core of the matter, it is a significant negative emotional imprint of some kind, whether it be the, the genocide of the First Nations people, whether it be a civil war battle, whether it be an ax murder or something in, the, in a house. The common theme among all these things is significant and condensed emotional energy that is not allowed to express, that is not allowed, not allowed to heal. I kind of look at it like rotting meat you leave it out of the fridge and it just gets worse over time, you know? So at the end of the day, what I've experienced is that in these places where there's high degrees of electromagnetism, either natural or occurring a man-made high amounts of quartz in the ground and significant negative emotional energy that has taken place over time, regardless of type, that can be enough to draw something.
0: Totally fair. I would agree with all those points. Mm so now where are you mostly finding that these things are happening like with the with the uh negative things like are you finding you're getting more of these where there's been more kind of like a mass type thing like let's say maybe a prison situation or like you say a battle or whatever or you know we're on a witchcraft show maybe at salem or whatever right so you know are you finding there's more issues that are stemming from kind of like group negativity, group negative emotion, or is there more precedence for maybe selective singular negative things, you know, like perhaps people dying in childbirth or, you know, things like that. Cause I, I've come across cases both on both sides. So where are you seeing kind of more of the activity?
1: You know, honestly, I'm kind of like you, it's kind of both. If we're being honest, you know, it's like, like, like to both of those perspectives like my answer would be yes you know uh, i i can't really say it better than you did like i i too have had both so i can't really i mean if if we're if we're talking about what i personally focus on more i personally focus more on people's homes because i i can make a distinct and immediate difference there whereas with these group situations i honestly i'm just one person you know doing my best i really am but you know in in people's homes i can like i can stop phenomena cold mo that's that sounded cocky um (laughs) I've i've had i've had success with my methods repeatedly based on both science and magic that anyone can accomplish yeah awesome yeah
0: and now because you kind of approach it from a little bit more of a scientific standpoint are you finding that there's any better ways to detect or find things electronically or through um you know means, <laughs> means of new technology you know like I, i'm a trained witch so you know i can just walk into a building and be like oh yeah there's shit right there right but you know for the that average place. person they yeah. don't have my training right so right. how do how do they notice these phenomenon and- right
1: okay so let's let's go from uh poor man's option to more more interesting options flame scrying Okay, so um, candle flames will often manifest differently in haunted environments. I've seen the flame go black. I've seen it turn blue. I've seen it move in circular patterns. So if you find yourself in a negative environment, go away from where you feel the weird stuff, see the, see the flame, it'll be normal, and then go back into the environment, do it again, and the flame might be distinctly different. That's one thing. Another thing is you could get a simple... Uh, a simple compass, right? I, I was just at, at that cemetery I was talking to you, I was showing you about, I was using the compass app and right where the haunted hotspot was and right where the EMF was, the compass would glitch and be weird. So compasses, read geoma- uh, geomag- uh, like geomagnetism uh, It's leading north, right? So you, you, we have, so going from like least expensive options Uh, Then we have our, our EMF detector, right? This thing uh, will detect local electromagnetic fields in the area. And oftentimes when phenomena is happening, you'll have spikes in that. Another form of static EMF detector. I think, I think it's called like a, uh, wow, I'm blanking on it, but look up like the ghost hunter store. They have these like, like boxes with an antenna off the top that does like circular uh, readings. Um, Those Wow, I cannot believe I'm blanking on the name. I I keep saying Frank's box, but that's not the thing, that's a different thing. Um, Then then there's also uh, uh, EVP, which is like Frank's box, uh, basic voice recording apps. You can ask questions in the environment, play it back enhanced, and you'll often get spirit voices. Then moving to more advanced technology, we go to like thermal cameras. Then moving more advanced than that, we go to full spectrum cameras, which I am fortunate enough to be had to have access to, which is a really helpful thing because it lets you see in both the uh, infrared and ultraviolet spectrum. So you can see both negative and celestial beings, which is really an interesting thing. So that's kind of like moving from lowest to highest. You have, you have the hair standing up on your arm. That's number one. Then you have like the compass, the flame, the EMF, the Frank's box, then you have thermal, then you have full spectrum and like but at the end of the day we should really say like our natural human senses regardless of if you're trained in witchcraft or eastern practices like i too can go into a place and i guess right over there um (laughs) but that doesn't happen overnight that's that's in eastern you'd call that a city or a, a power that was developed over time and that's not something i can really transmit via this mechanism i do offer classes which I, I can transmit it there, but yeah, those are some ideas on that.
0: Awesome. And now I just, I noticed that you put your EMF up on an app. Um, d- do you find that the apps in the app stores are effective for that? Or would you, re- obviously, I mean, the, the best tool is to buy the real tool, Of course. have you found that, you know, the apps are effective? Cause I've tried them and I haven't had very I much. Make, best yeah, best
1: I, most, apps are, most apps are complete trash. In, in my opinion, most apps are complete trash. This app is actually designed by Dr. Stephen Greer of the Disclosure Project, and I'm repurposing it. It was originally designed for CE5, looking up UFOs and contacting our star nations and star brothers, which is a completely different discussion than we're having right now, Um, using the same science as we're doing to do so. But I found Dr. Greer's app is actually legit. Um, It it uses the phone's natural mechanism uh, to explain it on the thing and time and time again, That's the only app that I've consistently used with any success that's tied into both objective phenomena happening around my psychic intuition and the thing happening at the same time, time and time again. So like I can only I can only get behind uh, the Disclosure Projects app for that. Everything else is just everything else I've seen is I don't want to say horseshit, but it's kind of (laughs) horseshit.
0: That's fair. (laughs) Did you have uh, any questions
2: oh i thought what you were, were gonna what? go on and do some do i thought you had more techie stuff there just watching you. oh i, I do you... i'm
0: just i'm just seeing what you what you got because i i could riff on ghosts and spirits and paranormal all day please do
1: like this is, <laughs> this, this is a discussion like you got something to say say it, man
0: yeah for sure so now Oftentimes, like when I go and do home exorcism and stuff like that, well, I, I find that a lot of it is tied into also the person's emotional state and their mental health. Um, now, do you find that that is more of a thing? Uh, and is have you found any ways to help people get past that? Because what I've found is lots of times I can go into a place where they have you know, a mental illness or they're a very negative person to begin with or whatever. And I can exercise the shit out of them. I can exercise the house. I can do whatever. But then, you know, a couple of weeks later shits back and it's the same because they have not changed. So are, have you found any secrets, techniques, tips, tricks on how people can protect themselves after the situation? Yeah.
1: That's why I approach this through the medical paradigm of medical Qigong. Uh, approaching this as a holistic like almost like medical style problem where the situation is not just the 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 unseen negative influence it like i was saying in medical qigong we approach it holistically. If they're in pain, which will make them negative, if they have stored emotional trauma. So it's an algorithmic. What I do is I give my clients an individual medical Qigong practice, which I have them record, and they do it daily, and then we check in, in order to raise their energy out of the vibrational rate, but that takes quite a bit of training to be able to do, but I give them, I give them what's called a sadhana, which is a daily practice. And they do their, they do their daily practice to raise their vibrational rate. And if they do that in conjunction with my exorcism work, we have, that doesn't happen as much. So like, and I'm sure in the witchcraft tradition, in fact, I know in the witchcraft tradition, they have practices to raise the energy up. So just, I'd say, give them one of those.
0: Yeah, for sure. That's, that's usually the way that I approach it now too but you know you you approach it from a different angle so i you know you always gotta ask right but Um, the
1: truth is similar across disciplines
0: yeah absolutely for sure i completely agree so now are you finding that in the last let's say two to three years that things are kind of picking up quite a lot because i'm definitely noticing in our area here that spiritual activity whether it be land whites land spirits um the restless dead uh possession things like that things are like kicking into overdrive in my experience now so i have a few theories on this but i'd, I'd love to hear you know kind of what your experiences have been the last couple of years and you know kind of what you have discerned from this.
1: Hey, I'm going to go, like I usually do, I'm going to go from like general to real esoteric. Um, (laughs) So one thing you, one thing that could uh, like attribute that would be like, there's collectively there's been a lot of human suffering because of these last couple of years with COVID with all the unrest going on in the world of all different types, regardless of where you find yourself on that spectrum, I bet inside you haven't felt too good in some ways, like regardless of how you feel. So as a collective, we've had trauma. Like as, as a planet, we've had we've had trauma. Like it's it's hit like it, it's hit some of us more personally than others. But overall we have like collective karma. I don't want to get I, I do want to get too eastern actually. I'm gonna go Eastern here because that's my thing. Um okay, so in Eastern science, we have individual karma and collective karma. And our karma tends our karma just means action or or really more accurately, volition like the intent behind the action. So that, that being said, we have some stuff to work out. And I think a lot of these manifestations that we're seeing in the world today, are like, that's, that's the boiling over of years of generational trauma, years of collective trauma, years of suppression and abuse of various people and cultures and like systems of genocide. And just, I could just keep going, but we're kind of at a boiling over point so in that regard, it would kind of make sense that the paranormal would boil over too. Um, if we want to take this to a little bit more of a perspective, cross-culturally, people like smart people are saying we're going through a sort of shift in our in our consciousness, in our planet. You call it what you want, the age of Aquarius, the Wapara Yuga, um, the golden age, the age of light. It's been called different things, but I think as we're raising like as we're raising our collective vibration as a planet i I liken it to cleaning a fish tank when you clean a fish tank you got to scrub all the dirt off the sides of it and the muddies up the water a little bit i kind of think something similar is happening here if that makes any sense
2: makes a lot of sense actually Uh,
1: uh, that's the best i got on that yeah i liked it it's (laughs) good
0: great and yeah i would totally agree with you know your prognosis there that it's you know, the last three years, everybody's kind of gone through hell in one way or another. We're seeing poverty in places that there wasn't poverty before. We're in an economic situation equivalent to the dirty thirties now where, you know, like where people are just stressed everywhere. So that negative energy is just absolutely rampant all over the place.
2: But we also are seeing the exact opposite side of that as well, right? Have more people have gone back inside and they are raising their own vibrations and their own People are, I think, more on a bigger spiritual journey right now with the time that we've had to be quiet and be with ourselves. As stressful and as anxious as this time has made most of us, I feel like it has uh, there's been more of an awakening, I guess.
1: Like I've certainly gotten better, I've gotten more introspective, I've gotten, I've gotten kinder, you know, but that's because I, I've had the benefit of a great support system. You know, and I think what this all comes down to at the end of the day is the way out of this is we kind of have to be each other's support system, you know, Absolutely. As, as, a, as a people, regardless of if you're like a witch or a shaman or like a more monk type person like me or just a regular person who doesn't have any interest in this. Like, at the end of the day, we're all people and, you know, things are hard right now. So yeah. that, that's part of why I don't charge for the paranormal part of my work. Yeah, I I think it's up
2: to all of us to start our own ripple, really.
1: mm
2: -hmm. Right? And it's.
1: Mm -hmm. And I think that's a beautiful way of of visualizing it. Like those ripples go beyond the, the rock sinking, you know, and I want, you know, my ripples to go beyond my own death, my own rock sinking, you know, I want that to go as far as it can. Exactly. Sorry for getting a bit dark there but that's, yeah, nice. that's true that's true though like you know you yeah. want like this is legacy stuff at the end of the day too yeah, it really
2: is that's why we're here build our own legacies right
1: mm-hmm. and
2: make a difference and because we're all here for a purpose we all have something
1: yes we all do everyone watching here has a distinct and unique purpose you know and you'll you feel it in taoism they call it your golden path and you know when you're on it like I know when I when I'm neck deep in demons and someone's trying to punch me in the face or rip my eyes out, I'm on my golden path.
2: You know? <laughs>
0: <For sure.
1: laughs>
2: no, See, happens. and for me, I would that would not be my golden path. I'd be like, Amon, where's Almond? I need my guy here. Cause yeah, that's
1: not but my. The, I mean, place. but like, but you have, <laughs> but you have your thing where I would exactly, feel the, and I feel the exact same way trying to do your thing.
2: Yeah, exactly that, and that's what I mean. We all have our own ripple. We all are intertwined to.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: make this a better place mm-hmm.
0: so now you gave a wonderful awesome patronus term to use to remove re, re, remove negativity and stuff there um which absolutely does work wonderfully and fantastically like you said doesn't matter what paradigm you work from so now my question being the witch and having wards and protections and, it. and all, all the fun shit what are have you found has been most effective amongst obviously you've done several cases and you know most people from any type of mystical religious or whatever background are going to have wards of some type whether that be the crucifix on the wall whether that be you know the tourmaline in the corners Mm. what are your things
1: there we go (laughs) nice great question Uh, selenite knife that i use for exorcism work both distance and in person ancient sacred mala from the high mountains of tibet over at Over a couple hundred years old, Um, and this authentic Tibetan singing bowl made of like thirty different metals. quicker than anything no kidding awesome so, the, the, so awesome. i call this my exorcism kit um it, it's pretty modest but i'm pretty good with it so oh i also have this here i have uh my traditional native uh from my native american pathworking working days uh we have a ritual feather what else do i got lying right here mm-hmm. oh nothing offhand but yeah that, that's kind of the stuff i use
0: That's, that's awesome. It's apparently one of those things that we all just pick up. Here's, here's my Mala handmade. Beautiful. (laughs) So, and now just to add on to that, the selenite dagger is great. Um selenite, if for people who are watching and listening uh and don't know, is a wonderful, wonderful tool for cutting any type of etheric and astral cording and energies. It like it's actually one of those stones that if you sleep with it, it can actually fuck your energy up because of how much it will remove from you. Um, so it, it is fantastic. Now, in our in the witch traditions, we actually um, Um, bless and consecrate iron daggers for this. So that's another great and wonderful thing to use Um, just to add a couple other tools that people might have access to. And another one is uh, I'm a huge fan of iron stakes and nails for your property and for your doorways. But yeah, that's really, really cool because every time that I talk to somebody else that does paranormal work, I'm like, well, what tools do you use? And we almost always have like the same five things.
2: It's it's (laughs) because
1: if you're real, you know what works.
0: you know.
2: Okay, look at this, you guys. I've Ooh. been holding this the entire time oh, we've been doing this. That's a sick
1: this one. This interview. Can you hold it up a little closer? That's a sick one. Oh, that's Great. awesome. Okay.
2: I didn't know you were going to talk selenite and I've been holding it the entire oh. time of this interview.
0: That's
2: beautiful.
0: <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. So, yeah, this has been awesome. Now, the one thing that I do got to ask is that cat, man. Did you, did you get that picture yourself? Because that's... Oh, so,
1: okay, real talk. The cat. So the cat's weird as fuck. Um, <laughs> and, like I, me and my friends have this like running joke where we're the cult of the ghost cat and that's our deity now. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I, so if, if I weren't aware of the facts of that case, I would think it was bullshit, but like, I really like, I honestly even hesitated putting it in the thing, but it's just too unique. I couldn't, I couldn't not, um, you don't usually get uh, astral materializations like that unless you are around a true physical medium with, with the ability to produce ectoplasm from their chakra centers. Then things kind of get weird. And si- okay. since we're on this podcast, I'm going to be honest. Um, we're going to do what is traditionally known as a seance when we get there in order to try to heighten phenomena for documentation purposes, as well as to further figure out what's going on. And I'm sure that you could be, Honestly, you could probably speak more about that than me, because I'm having to do research before, so I know how to do it. You probably have done that more than I have. So do you have any words on that part of it?
0: Um, Well, I I mean, really, if you want to get into it, learn and just learn how to raise your energies, how to pull in the energies from the earthly and heavenly spheres and pull it through to yourself, push it through your chakra systems. Um, Yeah, I mean, you do Qigong, so the way that sounds like Qigong. yeah. The way that you move the energy through your spinal column and out through your third eye, you can project out that way um, and use that as a wonderful way to start kind of creating a manifestation. Write that
1: down. I'm, uh, that, that's, actually, that's actually really solid. That's actually fucking solid. Oh, the third eye, third eye projection in order to create the manifestation.
0: Yeah, so you, so you start down at your perineum, you rotate your hips forward so that your spinal column comes straight. And then you use your musculature to push that energetic pill of energy up through your entire spinal column wrap it around your skull it gets to that third eye that pineal area and then from there you focus that um energy out as a consciousness and you can use that as a manifestation window Um, and so it's a it's a cool way to do it without having to you know do a full-blown circle right or cast a compass or anything like that is that from the witchcraft
1: tradition that you like that—that sounds so Vedic. That sounds like Ayurveda, <laughs> yoga. Like I am so fat. Like where—where where did you learn that? If I may ask, I'm just, I, I
0: actually learned that in when I was doing traditional witchcraft from like, when I was fourteen to twenty-one. That is and utterly
1: because, like, that's straight out of Taoism. That's straight out of be- Ayurveda. Like that's—we're all doing the same thing if if yeah. we're in it. Like I—that's amazing to me because I'm going to be honest you are breaking my stereotypes of what the path of witchcraft was. I'm, and I, I'm ashamed to admit that I had some prejudices I didn't even know I hadn't done now. Because I had no idea you guys talked about that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, actually, ener- energy work is a major, major part of, That's so cool. of learning how to do a lot of the work. So it's, I uh, and I also do some Eastern practices as well. So it was re- really interesting learning how to, how I, I'm a firm believer that if tech works, it can pervade all cultures and all paradigms and all, and and all, you know, religions, beliefs, whatever, right? So it's,
2: I think we would all just drop the labels and, oh, you do witchcraft, oh, you do whatever.
0: Yeah.
2: Why, why do we have to have labels? Because then we all put up the blocks and go, oh, I can't learn about that. Mm -hmm. And look, because as we learn today, look how much it all crosses over Mm -hmm. and it all intertwines. It's incredible if we all,
1: that's so Just fascinating. Food. Like I'm very, I'm very, I always love to learn and like, that's great. Thank you for that.
0: Yeah, for sure. G- give it a try. Let me, let me know how your mileage. Goes. I, I,
1: I literally will. Like I'll, I'll <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to try it later today to be honest. Um, but yeah. Excellent. Uh,
0: Especially if you are in a room where you 100% know there is phenomenon happening, where you you know the hair on your neck is standing up. You you know for sure there is something there. You project that consciousness out through the third eye. You can kind of create. um, So if you can visualize it as a triangle coming out is better because a triangle is used for manifestation, and just really push that energy into that triangle and then command that spirit to present itself in that triangle. And you'll be amazed what you'll be able to see with practice over time.
1: That's gold. Thank you for that. <laughs> uh, because that, that, that put a piece into it that I was missing. The condensation of the energy in the triangle. That was the missing piece. Because in, in my mind, I, def, I know how to do everything that you just decide, like, discussed. But to condense it into the triangle is the missing Western component that I just don't think about. So that's great. Thank you.
2: That's awesome. <laughs> that was an, an aha thing. moments. That's well, fantastic. What was an
1: example for everyone out there? Like we learn from each other and there's absolutely. no, I, there's no, I'm better than you. You're better than me thing. It's like, we're, we're on this path trying to figure out these weird things together.
0: Oh, yeah. absolutely. For sure. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm fully endorsing of you know interdisciplinary practice and learning from as many different practitioners people paths whatever that you can because there is a seed of truth in all of them there is tech that works in all of them and if you can take what works and create your own thing that works for you man you can that's where you really start you know seeing the paranormal right you know, like go and do that technique I just said, and sit in a graveyard at midnight and do it. And
1: I watch. likely will. I likely will. <laughs> I likely will. Uh, so I also got to start thinking about work, though. Unfortunately, I wish I could stay a little longer. I'm uh, worried. So. I, great. Like I hate to cut out, but like my, you know, work. Y'all know work. Yeah. We do. Yeah,
0: yeah, all good do. Well, this is so you. good yeah thank, thank you for you coming so on this was an absolutely wonderful discussion and we'd love to have you on again uh, i'd love
1: to i'd love to come back on i'd love to do a follow-up discussion so in fact when i get back from my uh from my investigation maybe i'll send you the evidence and we can discuss maybe doing a talk on that case
0: sounds great fantastic. that'd be absolutely fantastic
1: okay so, it was so good talking to both of you thank you so much for your time
0: you bet and you have a wonderful thank day you. and a great weekend
1: you too bye